We are excited to introduce to you Prophetic Edge, where we are going to be digging into the revelation of God's Word and what it looks like to walk in victory through the Word of God. Whenever God is ready to move in Scripture and bring victory to people, He always brings a fresh edge of revelation. As we continue this marvelous, wonderful discussion and study of apprehending the apostolic, I want to talk about something just wonderful to me. And again, this is just going to be, uh, we're going to do this almost like, I hate to use this term, but this is going to be like a drive-by. I'm just going to throw this at you while fast and in a hurry. This is going to be one, I want you to turn it up, play it loud, let, you, let everybody in the car hear it because we're going to have fun. All right. When we talk about the apostolic, Every move of God has a sound, a sound. Oh, my, 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 my. If you're talking about the prophetic, the prophetic has a sound. What is the sound of the prophetic? The sound of the prophetic is something being born, babies being born, crops coming up out of the ground, a season changing. It is something being born. You cannot get around the prophetic and not have someone making noise. Everything about the prophetic is birth, 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 change. But the apostolic is about something more. It's not just about something being born. It's about something being built. If you're around the apostolic, every time you get around the apostolic, there is something built established, raised up, set in the earth. So the prophet comes so that the season can change and everybody gets pregnant. But the apostle shows up and says, I'm glad you're pregnant, but now let's build a house for the baby. So the apostolic has a sound. So I just want to talk for a minute about the sound of an apostolic house. The first sound that you will hear in an apostolic house, and we're taking all of this from the book of Acts. The first sound you will hear in an apostolic house is the sound of prophecy. Woo! The sound of prophecy. The Bible says in Acts 2, verse 40 through 47, it begins to talk about the sound, the sound of what? The sound of exhortation, the sound of prophecy, the sound of preaching. So one of the sounds that has to be among us, there's got to be a sound of the word of God going forth, but it's got to sound like good news, exhortation, prophecy, preaching. Oh, how do we know that the apostolic is alive in your church, in your ministry, in your business? Is there good news? Is it always sad, sorrowful, falling apart? Then, ah, uh, no, 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 no. You're off. You're sounding wrong. Like chalk, like nails on the chalkboard, like tires squealing down the freeway. But if it's good news, exhortation, prophecy, preaching, that's the sound of the apostolic house. What's the next sound of the apostolic house? The next sound of the apostolic house is giving. Oh, oh, the sound of giving. I want you to just imagine right now, you can hear coins just dropping. You can hear crisp money just crumpling. If you were walking through a casino, I'm not telling you to go to a casino, but if you were walking through and you heard the lever being pulled and all of a sudden, all three of them cherries lined up, three lemons in a row, and you heard ding, 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 and then boom, all the coins falling. Everybody starts going, who won, who won? That's the same sound that happens in the apostolic house. Because the Bible says they had all things common. Nobody was 
in debt. Nobody was hungry. Nobody was without because everybody else who came into the kingdom, their blessing, they shared with another. It was like winning the lottery. It was like suddenly having food drop from the sky. So the sound of the apostolic house is giving. Now to all you tight wads, skin flints, your pockets are sewn shut. Everybody who's listening, who you ain't tithed since 1985, you ain't giving God anything but a little praise from your mouth, but nothing from your pockets. I need you to understand there is no sound of giving in your house. The sound of giving produces multiplication. So you want to know why things don't multiply? Because you don't sound right to heaven. Oh, you've got to sound like giving. The third sound of an apostolic house is intercession. Ah, oh, intercession. What does that sound like to God? Now, I'm not talking about a prayer meeting where we just pray about politics and we pray about what's going on around us and what we saw on the news. The sound of an apostolic house from Jonah, from Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. Ah, from Abraham. When God was going to deal with Sodom and Gomorrah and God comes to Abraham, I cannot destroy this city till I talk to Abraham. And what did Abraham do? He began to intercede. The sound of the apostle, the sound of an apostolic house is prayer for your city. If you're not praying for your city, salvation for this city, oh Lord. Save everyone in my town. Lord, I don't want anybody to go to hell. Not judging them, not critiquing them, not beating up on them, not praying for Democrat but not Republican, not praying for Republican but not Democrat. If you are praying and you want to sound like the apostolic New Testament house of God, if you want to sound like the move of God, you've got to pray for your city, everybody in your city. The preacher and the pimp, the drug dealer and the drug addict. You've got to pray for them that are carrying the Bible and those that are carrying diseases. You've got to pray for them that are stopping crime and those that are creating crime. You've got to pray for the police and those the police are going to have to track down. The sound of prayer. Does your church sound like that? Does your church echo with the sound of prayer for their city? Or does your church spend all of its time criticizing someone and beating them down and talking about who voted for who and who said what about who and what culture you are and we're not going to do this? Oh, my friends, then you don't sound like the New Testament church. The book of Acts sounded like citywide prayer. The book of Acts sounded like giving that blessed the poor. The book of Acts sounded like exhortation and prophecy. The next sound that needs to be in an apostolic house, if you're going to move in an apostolic ministry, if you want to know if the apostle is there, if the apostolic is truly in place, then the sound of your house is boldness. My, my, my. Boldness. What does boldness sound like? Boldness sounds like taking territory, advancing, fearlessness. Boldness sounds like new businesses being started. Boldness sounds like 
people trusting God even after a bad report. Boldness sounds like getting up and giving a testimony of victory even when you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. Boldness sounds like worship and worship teams and prayer teams that lift up the name of the Lord in the worst circumstances in parts of the city where everything is going wrong. Boldness sounds like going into the park and praising God in the middle of shootings going on around you. Where are the bold believers that will make the sound of the New Testament church? Because the New Testament church does not sound like running away. The New Testament church doesn't sound like fear-filled people. The New Testament church doesn't sound like, what do we do next? And did you see the way they looked at us? And oh no, they say they're going to shut us down. That is not the sound of the church. The sound of the church is not America is going down and looking bad. The sound of the church is America shall rise for the hand of the Lord is among us and we shall carry the gospel into the schools and we shall carry the gospel and our schools shall have revival and the high schools shall be filled with children being saved and teachers having encounters with God. Where is the boldness of the believer? Where are the bold who will pray when everybody else is quiet? For the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 4 that they took them and they beat them. They told them not to carry this gospel of Jesus any further. Preach not this gospel anymore. But their prayer was the sound of the New Testament house, the sound of the apostolic church. What was their sound? What did God hear? What did the people hear? What did the devil hear? After they beat the saints, what everybody heard was this. And now, O oh Lord, behold their threatenings. Ah, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. Oh, my, my, where are those who in the face of opposition will make a sound? Where is the sound of those saying, oh, Lord, they're coming after us again. Oh, Lord, they say they're going to shut us down. Oh, Lord, they don't like us. Oh, Lord, they're against us. Oh, Lord, they say we can't advance. But, oh, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant to your servants power. Not just to preach, but the end of the prayer, that we may do miracles in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Where are the bold who will make the sound of boldness? Ah, uh, where is the sound of holiness? Holiness. Holiness has a sound. The sound of holiness is always found in the apostolic house because when apostles are in place, order is established. Divine order, not legalism, but divine order, not controlling people, but divine order, teaching them who they are, divine order, teaching them who God calls them to be, divine order, teaching them what they're not any longer. Divine order will always produce an understanding of righteousness and a display of holiness. Now that I know who I am and who he sees me to be, every anesthetic I used, every filter I needed, every false God I leaned on is no longer necessary. Therefore, 
that which corrupted my life has been thrown away, which will in and of itself produce holiness. Holiness, the sound of holiness. Wherever God hears holiness, this is different than being religious. Holiness, righteousness is simply standing in the place that Christ has given me. Now, yes, my life will look righteous. I'm going to do things that are righteous. But in the New Testament, righteousness is who he has made me to be. If I'm truly born again, he has made me to be righteousness. I have become the righteousness of God. But now, holiness is a life yielded from a place of wholeness. It simply means because I now have been made righteous, as my understanding of righteousness grows, I let more and more things that are unnecessary go. It doesn't mean that I can't enjoy life. It doesn't mean that you stop going to the movies or you stop dancing or you stop doing the things you love. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you can't have a glass of wine. Or, it doesn't mean any of that. It means the things that I thought I needed, the false instruments of idolatry, the components of sin that I leaned on to make myself survive. Now that I know who I am in God, I have thrown those things down and I have filled them with him. So my understanding of righteousness has now produced holiness. Where is the sound of holiness? I want to just take this as a moment to explain this, and then I want you to let that be the last thought that goes with you. We'll keep going in the next sessions. There will be another couple of sessions where we're going to expand even more about the apostolic and what the apostle is supposed to walk in and what they are called to do. In the next session, I'm going to talk about the rod of the apostle and the strength of the apostle. But the sound of holiness. When the great revival, the Wales revival hit, Evan Roberts, God used him to bring forth that great revival. The sound of holiness. He was ministering and calling to salvation miners, those that worked down in the mines. And he would go every day and preach to them and tell them, you must be born again. And as he would preach to them, they would laugh and mock him. But he wouldn't turn back. He kept praying and calling out to God. And one day, they began to weep and they began to turn and they began to get saved. Now, these miners, these, these rough, tough men who worked in caves and broke rock all day long, they were men of the world like all of us were before we came to Jesus. And so they would spend their evening going to the pub and getting drunk. And they were so not born again before they became born again that they trained the mules that pulled the cart in the mines. They trained them with cuss words. They would say one cuss word and the mules would go forward. They would say another cuss word and the mule would stop. They would say another curse word and the mules would move apart from each other. When they all got born again, 
They all had such an encounter with God. The righteousness of God came into them, which made the sound of holiness. So what did holiness suddenly sound like? They had to go and buy new mules. Because as soon as all of these men were born again, the sound of their cussing disappeared from the mind. <laughs> so holiness became the sound in the atmosphere because none of them were cussing anymore. None of them were talking dirty. None of them were telling dirty jokes. Suddenly the whole sound was holiness. So now they had to go and buy new mules. So the sound of holiness affected the workplace, the sound of holiness affected the economy because now there's a trading of mules. They're buying mules. The sound of holiness affected the local establishments because now they're not sitting around getting drunk and telling dirty jokes. The sound of holiness affected the market because now people begin to move into the area because they begin to build new homes and raise up other buildings because they've got new pursuits because all of the men aren't drunk so the women aren't just sitting at home so the families begin to grow more babies were being born because the families were restored the sound of holiness affects entire communities because god will put something in the space you make him prosperity, increase, growth, but nothing can inhabit the space until you help God clean the atmosphere. Are you in an apostolic house? I don't know. You'll have to answer that. But if your leadership is always telling dirty jokes, mocking women, okay with sexism or racism, laughing at cruelty, making fun of each other, I promise you, you might be in a big church that's growing, but you're not in an apostolic house because an apostolic house has a sound of holiness, kindness, peace, friendship. You need to discover where you are so you can agree with God and get where you're going. I hope this blessed you. I hope it fed you. And I hope you Look around you and find out, am I in a place that could be powerful or am I a place that's just not producing or am I sitting in an apostolic house? Be blessed, I pray. We'll connect again and teach more. This has been Prophetic Edge with Michael Dalton. If this episode has blessed you, please consider sharing it with someone. For more information, ministry dates, and to sow into the ministry, please visit yes-ministries.com.